0: This is the main brain, Vince Fontaine, beginning your day with the only way. Music, music, music. Get out of bed. It's the first day of school. Don't be a slob. Don't get a job. Go back to class. You can pass. To start the day off nice and fine, I'll play you a new old favorite of mine.
1: Welcome to Type This Cast, a podcast where we take a close look at our favorite stories through the lens of the
0: Enneagram. I'm Becky. I'm Janelle. And this week, Greece is most certainly the word. Even in this year, 40 years since the film was released, there are indeed worse things that we could do than look at Greece.
1: Uh, But before we dive in, um, Janelle, do you have any thoughts, like as we've had time since Peter Pan, anything that still sits with you from Peter Pan?
0: Yeah, I think the main thing um, that we did touch on during the episode itself that sort of stuck with me is that that weird liminal space between seven and fours Mm. and that beautiful way that they are so similar, Uh, just not even... Opposite sides of the same coin, not even opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what's really been sitting with me, especially thinking, obviously, about Peter himself. Yeah. In that that playful, happy, seeking the joy. Yeah. And then also, I still argue that I see him running from the pain, but still f- sitting in, occasionally, a lot of mm-hmm. the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think uh, I just love
1: that idea because there is, as a four, I am so drawn to sevens and I see such a crossover with that. Mm -hmm. And I just think like what you just said, Peter, as being both, he is already described as a betwixt and between, right? Yeah. And so he is that liminal space. Mm -hmm. And there's that childhood element too, but I, yeah, I love that idea. Um, Chris Huertz in the Sacred Enneagram talks about um, some of the directions that we go and there are things mm-hmm. that like if you look at the Enneagram symbol, like triangles with numbers that are similar mm-hmm. and one, seven and four share this like idealizing things. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. is actually like some literature on those similarities. And that felt so affirming for me. I just yeah. I love that. Um, but yeah, like that was the main thing with Peter Pan. I was so I struggled with Peter between those two numbers, four and seven, Mm -hmm. and that actually made me really happy. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, like, yes, you're both. (laughs) Yeah, totally, it's great. But you can't be both. But you're a literary figure, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. So, oh yeah, Uh, Janelle. Uh huh. Before we jump into Greece, just in case. We have some listeners mm-hmm. who maybe don't know that it is the word.
0: Oh. Will you share with them what Greece is all about? Oh, I am happy to. So, Greece is a wonderful movical movie musical about a group of high school seniors dealing with life in the 1950s in it we get everything from an american bandstand dance competition held at the school to a drag race for pinks pink slips that is ownership papers as opposed to the pink ladies of course consisting of rizzo marty jan and frenchy of course the guys are the t-birds knicky sunny duty and danny with greased ducks uh, tails pompadours and all the focus of the story is on the new girl all the way from sydney australia sandy olsen and her summer love danny zuko oh danny
1: Mm. i would just like to add that putsy was left out of the (gasps) T-Birds, our darling, silly, blonde-haired, looking-up-girl-skirts Putsy, who is a putz, hence the name.
0: Yes. Just,
1: you know, we want to include everyone.
0: Sorry, Putsy.
1: So this is a show, a movie, a story, a soundtrack that (laughs) I have been obsessed with. For my life, mm-hmm. I used to watch this movie every weekend with my best friend. We would dance the numbers across my living room and just live it up. I can say this show backwards, forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. my uh, one of my really good friends and I decided that we needed to put on a production all of our own. Of course. So we wrote and directed it. I was the assistant director. I also played the Teen Angel. So for all of you beauty school dropouts out there, I got a song <laughs> for you. Um, and then since then, I've taken part in lots of um, costume experiences and sing-alongs and just... All around Greece joy. Uh, Janelle and I went to a a wonderful tour production Mm -hmm. at the Pantages in L.A. a couple years ago. And we dressed up. I was Rizzo. She was Sandy, of Of course. Of course. And so this is just a deep, deep love. It's in my DNA. And especially looking at the difference between the movie and the stage musical. Mm -hmm. Because y'all, if you think the movie is dirty and (laughs) inappropriate... You have not heard anything until you see that stage musical. Oh goodness, yes. Um, but it's just so good, and I love it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Similarly, gosh, Grease is just one of my all-time favorites. I don't even remember when I saw it for the first time because it feels like it was just always there. Mm-hmm. Um, but memorably. I definitely danced across the playground at school with my friends, not unlike Sandy and Danny when they're um, skipping their way across the gym in the dance-off. And um, then, of all the plays to do your senior year of high school, mm-hmm. which, mind you, I'd already started the year by quoting, this year we're seniors and we're going to rule Ooh. the school. Um, bam, bam, bam. So when they announced that Greece would be our spring musical that year, oh, I just had to be involved. So I was on the costume crew. I helped make a half dozen or more pink angel dresses (laughs) for the teen angels cohorts um and then i was let's see stage right quick change lady and that show was so much fun it was oh there were laughs there was joy there were tears and yes I left my blood on that stage for that show. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Ask me sometime, I'll tell you the story. (laughs) I'll leave it there for now. Um, But yeah, like Becky said, we got to see a live touring production of it, and that was just so much fun, and I don't know how often I have dressed 50s style Mm -hmm. or sandy or just pink lady in general for mm-hmm. halloween for mm-hmm. like anything it's an easy go-to just because of how much time i've spent with this film
1: we didn't mention the part where because we dressed up so awesome oh yeah the actor who played Kaniki <laughs> Kaniki himself told us that we were two really cool
0: chicks and a compliment from Kaniki is like a hallmark card like a hallmark card <laughs> Uh so in other words we are grease nerds rather. We love this show. Mhm. And mind you when we say we know this show inside out and backwards, it's not just the movie which we do know, but mm-hmm. when the songs that don't have lyrics come on mm-hmm. but are from the play, we can sing the lyrics.
1: Mm-hmm. Freddie, my love.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um
1: So I think, Janelle, it's time to get down to business and defeat these Huns. Um, Mm -hmm. We decided this time, just like in the previous episode, that we are going to limit ourselves to just four characters. Mm -hmm. Now you have to understand, this was a painstaking venture to choose just four. So before I say who they are, don't come at us. If you want to hear about another character, just, uh, tweet at us mm-hmm. or Instagram us or anything. And we would love to talk about that. Um, but the four we decided to limit ourselves to are Danny, Sandy, Rizzo, and Frenchie. Um, so I hear ya. I know there are many others just, uh, you know, stick with us cause we're going to go deep with these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, And like we said, though there is the play version that we know very well, we are sticking with the film adaptation and just the first one, obviously. Grease 2, we're not going to talk about those stamens going berserk. That's not a thing that we're into. Um,
0: And with the one character um, that does jump between those two, we only looked at Frenchie in the first one.
1: Right. That is very good information because Frenchie is a dropout right so she has to go back to high school which is the premise of Grease 2 but enough about that show mm-hmm. um I'm just really excited to see where this conversation is gonna lead us as we talk about a musical this is the first time we've talked about a movie right on this podcast yeah and we're talking about a musical which is just so fitting mm-hmm. um but I feel a lot of things about how people treat musicals People often think of them as frilly or frivolous or superficial. But, gosh, musicals are so deep. They create so much symbolism and analogy and metaphor to really deep, really difficult to discuss issues. Mm -hmm. And I love that about them because there's so much you can talk about in a musical that you can't talk about straightforwardly. So we are here to proselytize you to the mm-hmm. world of musicals if nothing else comes of this come over and watch Greece find a friend watch Greece together definitely it will blow your mind both in the content and like oh that thing that they were doing that seems superficial they were actually making you look at the thing yeah um so all of that to say mm-hmm. musicals yes and we are gonna really tear this one apart I think today
0: <laughs> in good ways Definitely. All right. So as usual, just a brief reminder for you playing along at home. um, Here are the titles or monikers that we're working with for the Enneagram types. um, And just a short I statement after each for each type. All right. So
1: we start with type one, the reformer who says, I do everything
0: the right way. All right, and type two, the befriender, I help others. Type three, the motivator, I am seen as successful. Type four, the romantic, I am unique. Type five, the observer, I need to understand the world. Type six, the guardian, I need to be secure. Type seven, the enthusiast, I am happy and open to new things. Type eight, the challenger. I must be strong. And type
1: nine, the peacemaker. I am agreeable. And just a little reminder, do not type the real human people. In your life.
2: Mm-hmm. If
1: you're wondering why we call this practice a party foul, please check out episode 0.5 for our introduction and why we highly, highly emphasize not doing what we are about to do to real people, just to fictional ones who you can't steal their Enneagram story.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Um, and like we mentioned in the last episode with the Peter Pan characters, these characters are still... Mm Adolescents, even though they claim they don't always have to act that way and while they're facing um some big adult issues they're still teenagers and that for me at least made it difficult to pin down their personalities Mm -hmm. um one of the things that we've heard from the different enneagram teachers that we have learned from is that When you're trying to pinpoint your type, look back Mm -hmm. at how you were in your 20s. 20s. Exactly. As that's sort of when you're most heavily living into your personality. And so these students aren't there yet. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good word. All right, Janelle. All right. Enough of this intro banter. (laughs) Let us type this
0: cast all right all right who are we starting with Frenchie. four interesting six wing seven
1: okay okay interesting mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm.
0: all right rizzo
1: eight eight definitely all right <laughs> sandy i struggled man i struggled with this one mm-hmm. one Ah, nine wing one. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that because... Yeah. yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, last one. Danny. Danny.
0: Three. Three. Okay. Super three. <laughs> yeah.
1: I went back and forth on him too, but it,
0: he shown Yes. <laughs> for me. Rather. And um, we'll talk about why we saw that.
1: Yeah. All right. So Janelle, get us started. Let's start us off with Frenchie, who you said was a six wing seven?
0: Yes. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. So... Before I defend my six-wing seven, because I believe I have a very good defense for it. I believe you. I will say <clears throat> that I thought either healthy two, and I'll explain why I want to get to the six-wing seven information, or potentially four. But a healthy two, as mm-hmm. you know, goes into those four spaces. So I find mm. that interesting that that's where you landed. But six-wing seven, here we go. Our term for the six is a guardian. Um and our term for a seven is the enthusiast and being right next to each other. Um, numbers right next to each other uh, or right next to your number are often called wings. I don't know if we've clarified this previously. So I figured I'd just let you know that, um, yeah, a wing is a usually a little bit of flavor that gets added to your personality. A mm, little bit of spice. Exactly. So, yeah, when... Oh, gosh. So for Frenchie... I'm going to stick with her major song, which she doesn't sing one. It's the song that's sung to her. Mm -hmm. She is. Someone else's perceptions of her. True, but it's not what's said about her in the song, but her desire for an authority figure to tell her what to do. Mm. Um, The six needs to be secure. The reason she decides to pursue beauty school, or at least the reason she gives in the moment, is she sees it as a very strategic career move, Mm -hmm. which feels like a search for security. Um, And then when it becomes difficult, she's self-doubting, eat like a six would. The other reason I said um, the six particularly has to do with she is one of the most group-oriented and friendly of the bunch. Mm -hmm. Everyone else, they're all friends with each other, but she's... She's the one who, at the very end, says, the gang's all together. Mm-hmm. And that feels both seven-ish, excited that that's happening, but also six-ish because community is is vital mm-hmm. to, to a six's security. Mm-hmm. I um, can see that. So, yeah, um, the – so those are my primary and secondary <laughs> and possibly tertiary <laughs> – um, <laughs> Reasons for for Frenchie as a as a sex.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So obviously, I also chose the song, mm-hmm. but uh 'cause because that's just the most revealing moment where you see the most of like Frenchie's internal world mm-hmm. for any character a song is usually the place yeah. to, to look well when you have your i wish song yeah you're like this is my dream this is what's happening this is the conflict mm-hmm. um but the quote that i chose happens right before the song mm-hmm. which is what really revealed her to me as a four mm-hmm. i had seen you know i was sort of living in too a little bit for a while mm-hmm. because she's so empathetic she's so caring yeah like when Rizzo's insulting Sandy or like trying to trick Sandy she's just like oh let's go to class like let's cover this up mm-hmm. or you know she's always the comforter she's always there with those words of comfort mm. and help and that glue to the community mm-hmm. but I think it's that like wanting to be apart Mm. wanting to be needed so she's putting herself out there and i think it's when fours go to two space Mm. um but before i go into that i want to read the quote and talk about it because i it just i felt this because i have had this conversation before with people in my life Mm. (laughs) so she said beauty school sure wasn't what i thought it'd be if only i could have a guardian angel to tell me what to do And then a little bit later, part of the song, the thing that stood out is you've got the dream, but not the drive. Mm. And so there are two things that I really want to point out about fours in that. So fours always like idealize things Mm -hmm. and are generally doing repressed. So she had this idea of what beauty school would look like and mean and be for her, that it would make this aesthetic world even more aesthetic and she would be connecting to the artistry of that but also a career like you were saying i think that's true but as she is asking these questions and she's talking to vi in the restaurant she talks about at least five other professions so Mm -hmm. and she says oh what if i was a waitress what do you think of waitressing Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you think of Uh, being a telephone operator. Nah, I wouldn't want to wear the thing on my head. It would mess up my hair. It would mess up my look, my aesthetic, my Mm. unique capability. And that just read to me as like not wanting to commit and sit in one thing, Mm. seeing the next thing. And that like the thing that fours struggle with and need more than anything is equanimity, to just be okay with where you are. Mm -hmm. Then after she's saying all this, going into this internal space, the song she hears is, like, just go back to high school. Just go where you're meant to be. Go where you've been placed. And you just see again and again, like, her vision of, like, the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like, even when she goes to the dance, it's the, like, I'm blonde now. And, like, a beautiful blonde pineapple. Because she even, she completely themed out her outfit. It's mm-hmm. the blonde hair, the yellow dress. And blondes have more fun. And it just feels like doing that costume thing that we force. um and it just the way that she's always drawn to the beauty like even in beauty school dropout she says her line is was it love at first sight was it this beautiful story Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. I keep giving more examples, I'm sorry, but like <laughs> as um at the very end as Sandy is sitting on the hill away from the celebrations, mm-hmm. she feels that, sees that, and goes to where the pain is and sits with Sandy hmm. rather than joining in the celebration because there's someone who has a need. Yeah. And that could be very two space. Mm-hmm. So that could be, you know, when fours go to two because they want to feel needed and maybe she's feeling separate. Mm-hmm. Because she's gone this path that is not what most people do. So it makes her different, makes her hmm. like she's missing something from the group because she went, she dropped out of school, she went to beauty school. Now what do I do? Who am I with this group? Mm-hmm. And so she reinvents herself to try to find her place with the blonde and
0: going to the dance.
1: So all of that is my argument for Frenchie as a four. I talked a lot, so you can respond <laughs> if you would desire to.
0: Yeah, I just, I I think I saw the going to Sandy as the trying to ensure that the, the community stays intact hmm. sort of space because she, she goes over to make sure that she's okay but also to try to draw her into the celebration and realizing that that might not be possible still is willing to to help her hmm. figure out whatever it is Sandy's going to do. Did she
1: not find Sandy the outsider who was excluded from school and
0: push her into the community she did she did definitely welcome her Uh and it it asked whether or not she uh she could join the pink ladies Uh from the other ladies yeah so that's definitely and everyone else was like she's not a pink lady like she's
1: not what we would think of she's different and Frenchie was looking for that different person to get to be a part of the group interesting because she feels different too they just don't perceive it that way even like (laughs) Uh her narrative gets undermined when you know she even talks about her name and why she got her name. And yeah. it's like, no, you didn't. That's not your story. I mean, it's hilarious. But I just just kept seeing that difference. Hmm. I don't think she's super connected to the difference, to be clear. Like, I don't yeah. think that's what defines her. I think she goes way more into her two space mm-hmm. um, a lot because she's in high school and figuring things out and yeah. unhealthy. And the whole point of Greece is really people trying to fit in and find their, like, image and place and everyone being insecure. So, like, that is feeding all of these characters. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah.
0: It's because of the stereotypical image-focused perception of high schoolers, mm-hmm. it's really easy to to fall into heart triad types for, yeah, for, for high these schoolers. characters, for high schoolers. Because everyone,
1: I mean, high schoolers, you know, all the stereotypes, over-emotional. In fact... Not very happily, fours are often described as remaining adolescent <laughs> because of like still sitting in those dark emotions that so many teenagers sit in. Mm-hmm. So, like, there is some of that, yeah, definitely. Uh, so that's really interesting, yeah. I yeah, love, I love that,
0: definitely. Um, so Now that I said that, shall we move on to Rizzo, the one that we definitely said was not in the heart triad? Yes, let's.
1: (laughs) Um, I think Rizzo is just so obviously an eight. Like everything she says is to undermine everyone else and to be sure that she is not controlled Mm -hmm. and to to show you that she sees what's happening Mm -hmm. and that she is aware and you can't overpower her with your gossip with your judgment how dare you judge me Mm -hmm. um and so obviously with Rizzo you also go to that defining song my favorite song in the show that I have sung so many times Mm -hmm. um but just like with Frenchie I chose the lines leading up to the song, yeah, uh, which is, uh, I can take care of myself and anyone else that comes along. You think I don't know what they're saying about me? And that is Rizzo talking to Sandy, mm-hmm. who the entire play is always undermining Sandy because Sandy looks and seems like that perfect, picture-perfect girl, that Sandra D mm-hmm. that she sings about that maybe she should be or that society might expect her to be yeah. as a woman in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's always undermining Sandy. So this is especially pertinent as she's talking to Sandy, who she never wants to allow to judge her mm-hmm. or have people prefer over her is I think more of it. Cause that's what happened with Danny. Yeah. Um, and so, and especially this conversation, you know, is talking about her, Having a teenage pregnancy, yeah, something that would get you cast out for, mm-hmm. and so it's this really, really, really gentle, vulnerable space. Yes, um, that there is another line in the song that I won't say because. I'll just leave it in case you want to use it. But something that really points that out in Rizzo. And I just think everything is to not be vulnerable, to not be taken advantage of, and for her to have control of her own life. Every line, every act, every pair of sunglasses and powder she puts on her nose and date to the dance. And she Mm -hmm. is just powerful, in charge of her own body, in charge of her own life, and in control
0: even if she's not. <laughs> Definitely. I think one of the the subtle things that I don't even know if I remembered it, you know, amongst my first viewings, it probably wasn't until high school that I remembered the fact that her first name is Betty. Yep. And she does not go by Betty. Nor does she necessarily let anyone in her life have as much control over her as to have her real first name. She goes by Rizzo. Presumably, mm-hmm. her last name. Mm-hmm. We um, don't know. We don't know for sure. Could she just doesn't want nickname. us to know. But we don't exactly, exactly. There is no way you're going to find a vulnerable chink in Rizzo because she yeah like you said everything she does Mm -hmm. just is that challenger space Mm -hmm. and that protective strong space Mm -hmm. um as you were mentioning yeah there are worse things i could do her her song is just chock full of proof yeah It Um, is
1: a challenge in its very essence. The whole point of
0: the song is to challenge you. Yeah. So I have a a bit of a chunk that's uh, up from the song that is um, slightly abbreviated, but still decent sized. Um, But here you go. It's even though the neighborhood thinks I'm trashy and no good, I suppose it could be true, but there are worse things I could do. I could hurt someone like me out of spite or jealousy. I don't steal and I don't lie, but I can feel and I can cry. A fact I'll bet you never knew, but to cry in front of you, that's the worst thing I could do. Mm -hmm. And, oh, there's just the beautiful, Soliloquy nature of this song. Mm -hmm. Seeing, you know, seeing that chink in her armor, but no one actually around her Mm -hmm. is seeing it. It's just the audience. It's her Mm -hmm. inner world that you're experiencing. And the line, she's specifically singing it towards Kinnicky, but it still feels like it rings true for everyone in her life. Mm -hmm. The you know, I know what the neighborhood thinks. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't do these things. I have standards. They just might not be everyone's standards. Mm -hmm. But, and that, oh, that bit about letting anyone in to see Mm -hmm. the vulnerable space and the fact that that's, She even admits, I bet you never knew that I can Mm
2: -hmm.
0: because I've never let you see that. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh, it's just, it's so beautiful and so painful. Mm -hmm. Just that space where, you know, thinking about how she, she has these wonderful friends in her life, but still keeps even them at arm's length. Mm Um. But I'm not going to go into all of that. I just think Rizzo is oh, such a beautiful character.
1: Yeah, that just like, so I read that song differently mm-hmm. a little bit. Not completely differently. I think it is, it starts out toward everybody mm-hmm. as a response to Sandy. yeah. And then, you know, as she's walking, she sees Kaniki and hides and then it turns into right at Kaniki. Yeah. Um. And I just had this like epiphany tied to what you had said before about her first name. Oh, yeah. And she only gives that mm-hmm. that vulnerable space, her true, gentle, sensitive identity to Kaniki. Mm. She tells him to call her Betty. Yeah. And that is a gift that is deep trust you are now on her list of trusted people who she cares about yeah she's let you in and then she realizes that and that is vulnerable that is dangerous that she's given that to him Mm -hmm. then this big upheaval happens in her life with this pregnancy Mm -hmm. luckily it was a false alarm but you know with this pregnancy And then she's like, I've already given you this much. And then he's like, I want to take care of you. And she says, no, it's not your mistake, Kaneki. Like, I got this. You can't control me. But then she's trying to be tough even for him to release him from that and to not control her. And then so I, I've i just always read this end, but it's even more pertinent to me now, mm-hmm. like to cry in front of you specifically. Yeah. I've already given you Betty mm. to cry in front of you is the worst thing I could do. The most sensitive you would have full power over me. And I am not OK with that mm-hmm. because I want it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm afraid of it. And like. So I think it is both and because it starts with broad society and then it narrows down into just Kanicki, the most dangerous person in her life. Yeah. Because he's the only one who actually knows her. Mm -hmm. Like even better than Marty in some ways, I think. I mean, Marty's pretty fake. So, um, Yeah. For another day. Exactly. Um, But yeah, that just like that tender space of an eight, like that just shown to me right there. That Mm -hmm. line is so gut-wrenching stab to the heart like I'm looking at you and my life could be over right now as a pregnant teenager and you're the father but to show you that I'm scared of this to show you that there is something affecting me is the worst thing I could do you just Mm. go do you be free I'll go take care of this because no one else can tell me what to do. And that is so painful. Yeah. And eight, not able to ask for help Yeah, or to turn to people when they need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. So you are up next with
0: Sandy Olson. All right. So I, I went back and forth on Sandy um, mm-hmm. and landed on, um, actually my own type, um, Nine Wing One, um, for a few different reasons. The first, because this is where we've started for all of them, is with a song. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Summer Nights, I heard, yes, she's being asked for some details from her listeners, but it's it definitely feels like the Nine Epic Saga where she's talking about the little things that are happening when we get to Danny, I'll talk about how he's spinning it, Mm -hmm. but she's talking about just the little details of her summer that they, they don't necessarily care that when he ran by in the water, you got splashed. (laughs) Why are you telling this bit, Sandy? Um, that's so interesting. But, um, I definitely said she has a one wing because of or potentially a one parent because of some of the things that she chooses to abstain from or tries to abstain from and then gets pressured into anyway, Um, like smoking or Mm. drinking, um, and particularly the line about her ears being pierced Mm -hmm. with, my father won't like it. Mm -hmm. It feels very much like she's trying to do the right thing, but is fairly easily... In this group, in order to keep mm-hmm. the peace, I need to, I'm going to take a small drag on the cigarette. It's awful. I don't like it, but I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take a swig of this wine. Again, not sure how I feel about this, but she does it. Um, so yeah, those are my sort of minor reasons why I say she's a nine the big glaring one is the reason why most people especially strong women have a hard time showing this film to their daughters Mm -hmm. at the end Mm -hmm. of the film Sandy chooses to change who she is Mm -hmm. in order to be acceptable or just with the man she cares about Mm -hmm. and that is problematic unfortunately (laughs) on many levels uh yep (laughs) unfortunately it's also nine space it's that merging and sandy isn't just merging with danny although he's the primary reason for it she's also merging to a certain extent with the rest of the pink ladies in that step absolutely um so those are those are my my initial sandy as a nine thoughts
1: Oh, oh gosh, Janelle, I'm so compelled by that (laughs) because I started. Okay, I will start by saying Sandy was so hard for me. Mm -hmm. Like I only just made this decision like 20, 30 minutes ago that I was going to go with one mm-hmm. um initially when i was watching it i absolutely 100 thought she was a nine mm-hmm. uh, but then i saw so much two space mm. as well and to be clear a lot of nines and twos get mistaken for each other so like i was confused about that why that happened And I watched it like three times and it was like, she's a nine, she's a two, she's a nine, she's a two, she's a nine, she's a a two. Uh With the like melding and especially what you talked about about the end, that felt like such nine space. Like Mm -hmm. finally, like, yeah, even like her soliloquy when she separates from the group, it's not till then that she can see herself Mm -hmm. as a nine. That is what happens. But then there's the like, There is the sort of giving in to the peer pressure Mm -hmm. of at like the party where she drinks the wine, has her ears pierced. But I saw that both as that and as this like twos, I will give you everything Mm. so that you love me Mm -hmm. so that you accept me. If this is what it takes, have it all even to me throwing up. Yeah. Because I gave this to you. It's everything. Or a nine doing this and not being aware of what they actually think or need or what's happening in their body.
0: And then that happens. I just have to say, with the throwing up bit, her first line I after know, doing so, a is, point that I have sorry to be so much yep. trouble. Yep. That oh. is a nine. <laughs> yup.
1: Yeah. So it sounds right now like I'm arguing for her as a nine because <laughs> I fully see Uh so much nine space but especially that apology yes like frenchie convinced her to let frenchie take a needle and put Mm -hmm. it through her ear which led to sandy throwing up and sandy apologizes yep what (laughs) first of all down with the patriarchy Uh (laughs) for like women apologizing for things all the time Mm -hmm. but secondly like no like they did this to you and that's both nine and two space to me and so I was like wondering back and forth I saw all these things Mm -hmm. and like her just genuine sharing as opposed Mm -hmm. to what you said with the summer Mm loving I just saw her responses as completely like genuine straightforward Mm -hmm. this is what it was this is what happens yeah And I'm not spinning a story. I'm just like, oh, this is what we did. Yeah. Oh, this is what we did. This is what was right. And so, okay. So because I was going back and forth between nine and two so much, Mm -hmm. I thought about a lot of the Enneagram teachers that I've studied and like, how do they help people find their type? Like, Mm -hmm. what are the things they say? And one of the pieces of wisdom they always get give is if you are wavering between two numbers that are on either side of another number Mm -hmm. you might want to look closely at the number in between that's true because either way like what you were saying she definitely has a one wing yeah for sure Mm -hmm. but then i was thinking about because the thing that first convinced me in my brain that she was a nine was that soliloquy Mm -hmm. and i was like oh well like ones have that inner critic Oh, yeah. And this inner critic looks different than what I think a one's inner critic looks like. Mm-hmm. But I think she is a one who evenly goes back and forth between nine and two, nine mm-hmm. and two. And then she has some four space that I'll talk about, which ones go to four when they're unhealthy.
2: Mm mm-hmm.
1: um, so there are a few lines that I use to support this. Mm-hmm. Janelle sort of referred to a few of them, but I actually used some of the ways in that awful, awful last song where she's given up everything of who she is to get a guy. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, he did too. So whatever uh-huh. uh, hers is just far more sexual, yes. um, but it was mutual <laughs> consent. What? Um, just wait till we get to Danny and toxic masculinity. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so, the line that I used, there's so much in the song that I could have used, but I wanted to really lean into. Mm-hmm. She says, You'd better prove that my faith is justified. Mm. You're the one that I want. So, I was thinking about that, and thinking of her as a one actually redeemed this song slightly for me mm. because she leans into others for help to reimagine herself in ways that she couldn't before Mm -hmm. which felt like both for space and to space Mm -hmm. this like i can't do this on my own but i know what i need to do to make the thing happen that i think will be the best for me which is being with danny and then she uses what she has i.e her body and sexuality mm-hmm. to convince Danny of what is right and not just to be with her. She doesn't just convince him to be with her. That whole song is her saying, this is what I need. This is who I am. So a two wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. A two would just be like, look, I'm what you want. You're welcome. I love you. Love me back, please. Yeah. And that's an unhealth to yes. be clear. Like that's a really stereotyped two. I don't mean that 2s I'm sorry. Um, But, like, a one using two space is pulling on that, like, manipulation Mm. that twos can do of, like, emotion. Just Mm -hmm. saying, like, this is what you think you want. Now, I am what you think you want. Now, here are my demands that I will not undermine. And you will meet these demands. Interesting. So, prove that my faith is justified. Like, you will be with me. And this is what will happen. Um. Yeah, so that was sort of the central part of my argument. Um, I think there are a lot of times where, as a one, like what you were saying, you used parental space, Mm -hmm. that I think that might be what her inner critic sounds like, oftentimes. But like, when you have one of my favorite lines in the whole thing... um, which is where where she says she won't return to the sin wagon. Yes. Um, and that's just so like, this is wrong. You have mistreated me in a way that is not right. So I am done. I am out. Goodbye, sir. Yes. And she does the same thing at the beginning when they're at the beach and he's trying to like deepen the kiss and she's like, don't ruin this. Yeah. You know, you know she says it not that forcefully. Yeah. Because I think two space or nine space, she goes to both equally. Mm-hmm. Um. But I see all of this, like I see all of these elements of it, Mm -hmm. so I'm not completely sold. But I think she is a, like a self-preservation one, hmm. which is one of the subtypes of one, which is a one that most of the inner critique is at themself. So it doesn't manifest in the world as much. It's not judging others. Mm-hmm. It's not like saying that's wrong and we have to fix it. It's more like myself, mm-hmm. which can look like that for space, that shame based space. So that's really what convinced me. Sandy is also a teenage girl trying to make it in a brand new school, so she's using any tool that she possibly can, yeah, in any given moment, which makes her hard to discern.
0: Oh definitely. so
1: I said a lot of things that were not definitive, uh-huh, but I do see a lot of one space,
0: definitely, yeah, I also wrote down the sin wagon line mm-hmm. related to to one wing mm-hmm. um. Before we leave Sandy, I do want to point out that um, and while I still hold to nine, uh, passive aggression is something that nines do a lot, but.
1: Oh, I think I know where you're going to and I love this.
0: Ones will as well. One of the things that I, I know I have done and I dislike about being a nine is when someone hurts us. We don't hold on to it for the sake of retribution. We don't try to react right in the moment. But if they come to us to complain to us nines about something that we have done that has hurt them, unfortunately, one of our very first reactions, which is why it's important to be present and mindful so you don't react, you respond. Mm-hmm but one of our first reactions is to pull out the time that they hurt us, like Mm -hmm. a quiver we had on our back to then shoot at them. And Sandy does this to Danny Mm -hmm. when he won't talk to her in the same way that she was ignoring him just a few scenes, but potentially weeks earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, And, in order to get him to stop and pay attention to her, she says, "How can you? Why aren't you talking to me after you've treated me the way that you did?" Or I'm sorry, I'm not getting the line quite right. Back if you have it. Can
1: I can I just quote it because yeah. I love this line because uh-huh. it's so manipulative. She says, "The least you can do is talk to me after the way you treated me." Yes. And then Danny responds with, "What? Well, we talked about that. I apologize." She goes, haha, ha! Got you talking." Yeah. Like it's so
0: manipulative. It really is. But and again, so not exactly healthy nine space, not something I'm proud of, but mm. I I see it in that vein.
1: Mm, I so oh that's so good i saw that as that two space oh interesting of like to get you to accept me and love me i will do what i have to do to get your attention and that emotional manipulation mm. like oh gosh i keep saying things about twos it seems so bad i don't actually think that like no twos are great and supportive and they meet your needs mm-hmm. and they're there for you at every moment with all of themselves and lots of tea which is great yes um anyway just a little like uh value to the tooth yes um yeah i i just saw that as like emotional manipulation to get him to do what she wanted him to do
0: mm. uh,
1: that's fair which was talk to her yeah and i saw that as the like one wing two
0: mm. right mm-hmm. there
1: the like w- what i need from you is this thing yeah and this is what will get me that thing because mm-hmm. i know that you live in shame <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like you're welcome I will bring that to bear because I'm a two and I understand I'm a one with that strong two wing and I understand you but nines are similar yeah with the like understanding and uh yeah definitely yeah it's so hard she's such a conundrum definitely which I really like yeah I just I think for me because I struggle so much with that like final Mm. transformation that I hate yeah like fun fact Olivia Newton-John had to be sewn into those pants those pants are not naturally going to fit onto even a really fit woman's body yeah in order to
0: it's just even do something as simple as go to the bathroom between shots which she really wasn't allowed to do they had to take a seam ripper to the pants
1: yep They were sewed onto her. Yep. So it's always just been really problematic to me, especially the like to get your man, change everything about yourself. Mm -hmm. So seeing it through the lens that I was able to give it as more of her taking her power back, Mm -hmm. as it was taken away from her through all of Danny's lies and manipulation. Mm -hmm. I really liked that vision of her saying like, Well, here's what you want. Here's my body in front of you. But like, just meditate in my direction. Uh Feel your way. And then she moves. She's like, not yet, honey. No, no. Uh No, no. Because here are my demands. Here are my needs. And you will meet them if you want to be with me. But you are the one that I want. Mm -hmm. Just so you know. Yeah. But hang on. Uh We have more to say.
0: (laughs) Interesting. And just like
1: that spin on it. Mm -hmm. Just like it. Uh, It freed it a little bit for me.
0: Yeah. Well, we've been talking about him enough. Shall we move on to Danny? Let's. All right. Start us off, Becky.
1: Okay. Uh, So Danny is definitely a three to me, the motivator. Threes are very image conscious, Mm -hmm. especially in every room they're in, wanting to be successful with everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. But like most especially the people that quote unquote matter. Yes. Um, And I just see that at Danny at every moment. The very image of a greaser always fixing his hair, always greasing it back, always leaning against the car, Mm -hmm. all of that. Um, But I think the thing that really revealed three space the best Mm -hmm. to me is the quote I'm going to read. It's from the bonfire when, when uh, Rizzo surprises Sandy and Danny with each other and Sandy comes and she's like so excited. And then Danny is equally enthusiastic and being genuine and enthusiastic at the same level as Sandy. And it's beautiful and lovely. Then he notices his friends who have been in his life for presumably his entire life. Yeah. The pink ladies and the T-Birds. And then he goes like, are you here? And he says, I can't. That's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is rocking and rolling and whatnot. And then he moves on and he, as Sandy's like challenging this, he says, well, I do not know who you're looking for. Maybe there's two of us, right? Why don't you take out a missing persons ad or try the yellow pages? I don't know. So he's genuine, and then he realizes he could fail in this space, and his image would be broken, so he plays that cool guy immediately. But something that struck me this time is especially that line, maybe there's two of us, right? Yeah. And it's those two masks that he wears, and the three being that chameleon Mm -hmm. that wears a different mask with different people. And so... One of the things I thought about with this is it's a three trying to win everyone. Yeah. He began to show genuine enthusiasm and emotion, but then he saw his friends checked himself, but still expressing, albeit badly yes what he was actually doing at sandy saying like maybe there's two of us yeah like with the hope that she'll see that and that later he can fix it in a room just with her so he can be successful with her Mm -hmm. which is why you see later on when he's like hiding with her it's not because he's ashamed of her no to be clear it's because he is two different people Mm -hmm. and One of those people fails with his group of friends and one of those people fails with him. So he's having this crisis of identity as a high school kid, just trying to build his image, which is what every high school kid does because of insecurity. Um, So that's all I'll say about that right now. I think everything you see from him is three space. Yeah, like
0: it's hard to choose just one thing. Definitely. Um, So just to stick with the theme, I'm going to go with some of the songs he sings. To, to start off why I think Danny Zuko is a three. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, like you said, Becky, we call the three the motivator. Mm-hmm. And if there was ever a motivational song about a hunk of junk, it is Grease Lightning. It's so true. Oh, my God. Because it even goes into this beautiful dream sequence of what the car could be based on Danny's words. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's just, that's one of the things that I love about threes is that ability to vision cast and to motivate Mm -hmm. people towards greatness Mm -hmm. from a pile of mostly stolen parts Mm -hmm. on this car or whatever that might be in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's just, that's one of the things that I, I appreciated. So one of the other songs that Danny sings is... Sandy, oh heck yeah! When she has just referred to his vehicle as a sin wagon and left him alone at the drive-in, and before the song, he says, "You can't just walk out of a drive-in," which is amazing. But the very first line is "Stranded at the drive-in, branded a fool." What will they say Monday at school? And The rest of the song, yes, it focuses on Sandy and why they can't be together and everything like that. But the first thing Mm -hmm. he thinks of is his image. Mm -hmm. I just got left Mm -hmm. by a girl at the drive-in. What's everyone going to say? And it's that very image-conscious space trying to be seen as successful. Um, And unfortunately, at least in his social circles in that moment failing yep um which leads to some interesting things within the story when when uh sandy makes it difficult for danny to continue to be seen as successful Mm -hmm. at the school um gosh the uh the attempts at bettering himself for Sandy that his friends don't know about until the last day of school come to find out. Um, I just have to say this, this grouping of lines because it's beautiful. So he goes to coach Calhoun to figure out how to, uh, how to, work on something in sandy's sphere because she's joined the cheerleading squad Mm -hmm. and she's currently sort of seeing a jock um and coach calhoun says well the first thing you're gonna have to do is change and danny says yeah well that's why i'm here you know to change and of course coach calhoun comes back with No, I mean your clothes. (laughs) But it just feels like, you know, a a three who is frequently focused on on the doing is trying to find, you know, one of those easy personal growth shortcuts Mm -hmm. to do the thing to become the person Mm -hmm. that he needs to be. And so, yeah, I'm going to leave Danny there for now. Do you have...
1: Well, one of the things that I was going to say is so closely tied to that, Uh because in that scenario, so right, he's doing the thing to better himself, Mm -hmm. which this should be the shortcut, right? This is the easy way. I'll just become a jock and do the sport. But every sport he does, he fails at. Yes. But every time he fails and someone always calls him out bam he punches them bam he undermines them because he's like how dare you call me a failure I'm not a failure even in this new thing where I'm changing and it's going to be a shortcut like it's just that immediate like immediately that gut punch of shame yeah is always his reaction and that's what that sandy moment which is, is
0: literally a gum pu- gut punch to someone else
1: yeah li- literally <laughs> especially in basketball yeah um something I have to talk about with Danny yeah though is the deep level of toxic masculinity and just rape culture (laughs) that exists in that group. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things, like, I want to talk about this a lot, but um, that really shines, I think, just looking at the Enneagram in this. Mm -hmm. When you look at Summer Levin, we both sort of referenced this, Mm -hmm. but especially when you look at Danny's lines and Sandy lines, like, juxtaposed, you have... These two different talk styles. Sandy, who is completely genuine, telling her truth. Yeah. You asked me what happened. Here is literally everything that happened every step of the way, uh-huh. because that's what's right. And that's what you asked me for. And then Danny, who's spinning a tail. Yeah. Who's trying to look the best in this image conscious world. And the tale in this world starts after Putsy is laying on the bleachers, looking up two girls skirts. Yeah completely sexually harassing them in an inappropriate way Mm -hmm. and so this is what's created and so the whole song is him spinning this story about how far he got with sandy yeah and then completely gaslighting her experience when they meet each other later like after the song at the bonfire like he just makes her feel crazy Mm -hmm. which is what toxic masculinity does but I just I found that so interesting, especially like the way a three molds into the community because when he's with Sandy, he is so genuine mm. and enthusiastic. Something that just stands out to me with Greece this time around, especially being on the side of having been teaching in high schools and yeah. where these images are made the most authentic and genuine characters mm-hmm. are andy the jock and eugene the nerd yes who are both mocked for who they are but they are taking genuine and enthusiastic risks yeah doing what they love whereas the pink ladies and the t-birds are just sitting back on the bleachers you know like glamping and like looking cool and getting people to look at them and essentially take a mental picture yeah even like one of my favorite danny moments is when they are at the bonfire and the rest of the t-birds are being high school kids Uh and acting out the three stooges yeah and he goes guys be cool huh and it just like makes me laugh so much and just, like, that image, like, immediately, like, no, 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 no. You need to control this image because it's affecting my image. Yeah. But you have a moment, my last word on this. Mm-hmm. In Summer 11 there is this moment where Danny, it's, like, during a bridge, Danny just pauses and like readjust his clothing Mm -hmm. and his hair and you see on his face like he's also readjusting the story yeah that he's like wait what's next what'll I say next what's gonna be the next thing and I was like three yeah like it's like wait what have I said so far okay like how far did we go yeah we made out under the dock okay like yeah uh, we're gonna go in the sand okay we got this yeah whereas Sandy's just like he was sweet
0: we We went bowling
1: yeah we made out under the dock and she says we stayed out till 10 o'clock uh-huh and like it's undermining one another um in really suspect ways Mm -hmm. and also in really beautiful ways yeah um so it's just a struggle of high school of identity that i love totally that look at but just seeing oh god just that toxic masculinity and gaslighting this time around i was like do not make these girls feel crazy Mm -hmm. like just okay
0: (laughs) yeah and one of the things too that i i appreciate there's um that moment from danny telling the t-birds at the bonfire to be cool sort of is a a wonderful repetition of the opening of school when jan is excited and being adolescent as marty points out Mm -hmm. and rizzo and marty both get after jan for for not being cool in that Mm -hmm. same way that that danny does so there's definitely um, that's what is happening with this story and with Mm -hmm. this group of people
1: Mm -hmm. well and i think i mean we're broadening this now which we said we wouldn't do but like jan is included i think and probably putsy And maybe Sunny, but Sunny's also trying to be a little more grown up. Yeah. But like Jan is included with like Eugene and Andy in that like authentic, nerdy, Mm -hmm. okay with yourself. Like, you know, she's singing along with the TV adverts. She brings Twinkies to the party. Exactly. And she is just okay being a teenager and being who she is. Yeah. Which is developmentally perfectly fine. In fact, more healthy. Yeah. Oh goodness, yes. Yeah. Um so there was just one more thing I want to say about Greece before we move forward. Mm-hmm. Um so I was thinking about I kind of talked about the Danny and Sandy story spinning versus that genuine storytelling, mm-hmm. but something that also struck me was every line that happens between Rizzo and Sandy is this really beautiful juxtaposition of cynicism and just genuine enthusiasm and belief in what people are saying. Mm. And that just always made me feel so happy Yeah, and so sad at the same time. Uh Because there's a moment, like the moment where Rizzo realizes it was danny she uh says to sandy well maybe if you're real lucky your prince charming will show up somewhere completely unexpected mm-hmm. and she's being completely cynical and sarcastic because she has the knowledge that control yeah and sandy turns to Frenchie and she says do you really think so french yeah and french goes we better get to class <laughs> you know but But just Sandy's willingness to believe people. Yeah. Like even in one of the things that I love that I noticed this time in Hopelessly Devoted to You, Mm -hmm. Marty gives her paper and shows her the pictures of the guys. She's like, yeah, I'm hopelessly devoted to each and every one of them. Mm -hmm. And then Sandy takes that and makes it her own, like believing that and is like, yeah, I am hopelessly devoted to Danny. Yeah. And this is where it hurts and it's just true and right. But like. She's so genuine yeah, and she's so believing and the world hasn't like torn her, like made her cynical Mm -hmm. and torn that belief in other people away. Yeah. And I just think we need to be more like Sandy. (laughs) Like if we just believed people's stories about their experiences, Mm -hmm. whether we think they're lying or not, if we just treated people with respect and belief. And I know that's much harder for some people than for others. Like for me, I love a good story and I love hearing those perspectives, but I just like, I am so often Rizzo. Mm -hmm. I am so often cynical and undermining people and not wanting to be taken advantage of. But Mm -hmm. I just, I guess my challenge is like, let us all become more like Sandy, (laughs) which I never thought in a million years I would say, (laughs) because Sandy's annoying. (laughs) She's too pure to be pink, but that's not true. Like she is so many more things than that, especially if we talk about the
0: play and why she had to leave her last high school. Yeah. Newsflash, folks, it wasn't because her family just moved from Australia. The boys could see up her skirt at the end. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think one of the things th- along with that that I just appreciate about her soliloquy is that she feels that having been – she feels undermined by the cynicism. Mm-hmm. You know, she says there there has to be something more than mm-hmm. what they see in me. Mm -hmm. and so trying to figure that out so yeah no that's that's beautiful Mm -hmm. um one of the things that really struck me this time around um and it's probably just from typing fictional characters regularly with you now is how we can't Mm -hmm. truly know anyone's motivation Mm -hmm. and so I know we've said it before and I know we'll say it again, but typing real human beings is the worst thing you could do.
1: <laughs>
0: um just for the fact that, you know, it might be helpful to have a, a mental idea of who or what they are, but to tell them to their face, oh, you're such a nine for an action. As you saw here today, they might not be. Mm -hmm. That's just what your perspective is seeing. And Mm -hmm. like Sandy said, there's more than what we see Mm -hmm. of these, of even the people we're closest with. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Greece brought that up in me, definitely.
1: Yeah, that's been my biggest takeaway from doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. I think I've said this a couple times, but just... The more we do this, even with the internality of these characters that we're given, I just realize more and more that it is impossible to do this work. So don't do it. Like Just thinking about if you told someone they were that the story that the narrative that they would say of their life, mm-hmm. like that, that is who I am. And then you're stealing that from them. And it's so harmful. Yeah. And we just cannot know another person's motivations for yeah. everything. I think, I still think what we're doing is worthwhile, oh, even if definitely. it's impossible. Yeah. Really, um, and a struggle, but because it's really showing me so much men so many more just, um, nuances mm-hmm. in the types, what, It can look like to be this type or that type that, you know, there there must be so much more than what they see. Yeah. As Sandy says, like there has to be more to me than that. And there always is. And I would just like to have a conversation with each of these characters for them to tell me about themselves so that I could know so that (laughs) they could tell me. Yes. And once again, like what we're talking about, it's more important To be healthy in who you are, to understand who you are and move forward in the world that way and treat everyone from a healthy four space for me Mm -hmm. rather than wonder like, are you an eight? Are you a nine? Do you need me to like respond to you and raise myself up to a confrontational level of an eight mm. and meet your cynicism. Do you need me to like back off and let you speak? Cause you're a nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just being healthy. Yeah. Is what does it rather
0: than putting that on other people. Totally. Yeah. No, I, I agree that this even as difficult as it is to, to type these fictional characters, the, Yeah, the beautiful spectrum of Mm. just one number. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm a nine. I really do enjoy when we agree on on a character's number. But I know I grow and think so much more and enjoy, Mm -hmm. legitimately enjoy, when we disagree Mm -hmm. on a character's number. Just because it does open up that space Mm -hmm. of more empathy in Mm -hmm. myself for the humans in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, anyway.
1: The discussion's just so much more fun when we disagree too. That too. Because we can challenge and I have fun with that. <laughs> and it does. It brings up just that prismatic element of these characters mm-hmm. that we're discussing. Like there's so much more to them than even I interpreted because we view the world through different lenses. Exactly. Too, <laughs> which changes how we perceive things. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Uh so I think that will do it for us with Greece. Um, So please join us next time in our finale for this season Mm -hmm. as we uh, try to type the seasons as portrayed by Neil Gaiman in his short story called October in the Chair. And it was voted on by you, our faithful listeners,
0: via Instagram. So please keep checking that out. Yes, definitely. As Becky mentioned, October in the Chair will be our last episode of this, our inaugural season of Type This Cast. But, dear listener, don't despair. We'll be back with season two, The Detectives, in January, starting with Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson.
1: Oh my goodness. I cannot wait. I'm so excited about Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) what a character every meaning of that term
0: oh goodness yes (laughs)
1: um in the meantime be watching our podcast feed and instagram and twitter for our special holiday episodes which there will be several pop-up holiday episodes i can't wait i know you won't want to miss we
0: have big plans we're not revealing them exactly um and as always we'd like to thank matthew Ziganis. For use of his music, check out his songs on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and other music streaming or purchasing websitey places. And thank you to our sound wizard, Joel Miller.
1: And please reach out, find us on social media, on Twitter at type this cast, on Instagram at type this cast, and email us your thoughts at type this cast at gmail.com. To continue this
0: conversation, we want to hear what you think about the characters, about what we've had to say. Um, like we said, us disagreeing gives us more depth, but you disagreeing with us will just further the depth. Yeah, we want it. We want more.
1: Um, And look out this week for your chance to type this cast with our Grease poll that we will post on social media. So really, really, please participate in
0: this poll. We want to know what you think. Mm -hmm. And if you like what you're hearing, please go rate and review Type This Cast on iTunes or wherever it is you listen. And let us know what you think. And until then... In the ineffable words of the
1: next author we are going to look at, Neil Gaiman, my favorite. Mm -hmm. Trust dreams, trust your heart, and trust your story.